Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richmond and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. All right, I got it. 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 All right, you do it then. <laughs> I didn't have it. This is episode 59, and we have been to the great american outdoor show and it was lame dave how did you like it um i feel like each each year it gets uh weaker and weaker definitely um it's just it's a show that uh i don't i don't feel like there's a lot of hunters there um it's just people passing time um some booths were in harrisburg yeah some booths were empty yeah Uh, i saw um, and we started seeing the trend of um, boosts that have like the gutter people, <laughs> the you knives know, start- and the flashlights. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to see this more at this show, and it was never like that. No, be- before. No. Um, usually, like those smaller shows, you'll see like the gutter people and you know things like that. But this yeah. show, I don't know what's. It's just it's not a lot of hunters. If I see Bath Fitter, I'm out. Yeah, I don't see a lot of hunters, and like your brother-in-law, like we were in the archery hall. They're not. There was hardly anyone doing the shoots. He was the, disappointed. Yeah, he was upset, and um, there was only hey, one bow company showed up. Yeah, only one bow company. As far as I know, it was only one arrow company too. Uh, I didn't see much. Deer, I mean, we're crossing arrows. We was only, there, I believe we only saw two food buy companies. Um, that's what I was going to transition into and say that today's episode, we're going to talk about like achieving your best clover plot, how to maintain it and things, things of that nature. And we, uh, did not see very much seed there at all. I think one was, uh, what Amish company or something. Yeah. One was an Amish, Amish company that was slash seed. Yeah, and then we saw our boy, uh, we saw our boy Howie. Howie was with back 40 seed there. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I mean, it's just something to do. I mean, we met up with a few guys. Um, yeah. We talked to Howie, and we seen, we talked to William from Furminator, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, we just walked around, and that was pretty much it. But we talked about it before, those, those types of shows are dying. Um, yeah. I feel like it's hanging on by a thread, even though there's tons of people there. I know. I don't. Ton, know I mean, why. we were we were shoulder to shoulder because I think it's just something to do. But um, I, I did talk. The, I think the problem is is you have all this online stuff now that you can yeah. just you can just look through a catalog or get online and pick something out and just right. Give them your credit card number and it comes to your door. Right. I did why, talk to Mike. I drive to Harrisburg. Yeah. I did talk to Mike from uh, Domain, and they are severely working on a very large booth there for next year. So I'm just afraid, though, that by the time they finally make it to the show, it's going to well, be dead. dead I dead, told dead. Mike, I said, Mike, if you guys set up with what you have to offer in a large booth, you will dominate in the food plot. In the food plot, yeah, if, if they have a big enough, especially, especially if if Mike puts me and you in the booth, I yeah. told him, I said you better put us in there. So, 
Yep. Anyway, um, we'll see about that for next year. So, um, but let's jump into um, clover. Now we did two podcasts ago. We talked about frost seed and clover, but now there was I did have some questions about that. Um, where people, I did I had a guy ask. He said, "Let me pull up the question real quick." So, Dave, I, I, how how often have you done this? I just saw this question. Yeah. How often have you have you frost seeded and ran it over with a roller for seed to seed to soil contact? Never, because that defeats <laughs> the purpose of frost seeding. Uh, I just had a question about that. Mm. Well, here's a question that it kind of inspired. I, I made a video about it, which comes out next week. But um, his name's Craig, but he says uh, he's planting three acres of clover in the future. He says, could you post a list of sprays and supplements, fertilizers, liquid fertilizers, etc., for maintaining clover and stuff? So that's kind of where this video is going to or uh, podcast is going to lean toward is, OK, you frosty the clover. It's established. It's June. It's May, June. It's, it's growing. You may have some weeds. Maybe you want to boost it up a little bit um, and all that stuff. And we're going to, you know chemicals liquid fertilizers um and all that from a to z on clover how do you how do you maintain them that bad boy and how do you boost it up to make it the best it can possibly be to feed your deer how you like that juice feed your deer your deer i got a lot of them i gotta keep them fed because you hunt in you hunt in fenced in deer you hunt fenced deer yeah right that's a rumor going around i'm trying to start rumors let's start rumor all right, so I'll go. I'm going to start with this. Start it up. So let's start with, okay. It's it's May 20th. Turkey season's in full swing because I'm, I'm going by Pennsylvania. May May 20th, our clover food plot on the old farm was, was bling by May 20th. And it was probably up about 8, 10 inches tall. There was a bunch of grasses coming up. So what do you do? And we'll use broadleaf weeds as well as an example. What do you do? Most of the time, by May 20th or so in in our areas, it could be flowered up a little bit, the clover. So what you're going to do is you're going to use a product called Imox. Imox is a grass and broadleaf weed herbicide. It's all in one mixture. Um, You mix seven to nine ounces per acre in roughly 20 to 25 gallons of water. Now there's going to be some smart aleck aleck out there that says, Oh, you got to calibrate your sprayer. Okay. I understand, but it doesn't matter how much water you use. It just, you just need seven to nine ounces on that clover per acre. So you could put seven to nine ounces of this IMOX in 40 gallons of water and you would just go back and forth. It's the same thing. Now you could, Use your sprayer and say, okay, you can go eight miles an hour. You have a 25-gallon tank, and you you go all through your plot and you spray one acre. Okay, and you only use 15 gallons. Okay, you're you're using 15 gallons. Fill your sprayer with 15 gallons and mix it with seven to nine ounces of Imox, whatever. But roughly, you're gonna it's gonna be 20 to 25 gallons of water per acre. Um, and you're gonna spray that with that mixture. It's safe for chicory. It's safe for clover. And you're going to spray it. Imox is slow 
processing. Like you're going to see a yeah, you're not going to see it brown. Excuse yeah. me, brown up. Yeah, it's going to be a, a it's going to start like turning yellow. Days. Yeah, 12, 14, yeah. depending on temperature. But you will see it, and you might have to wait 15, 20 days. But you're just going to simply mow that, and that's going to take care of all your uh, weeds and grasses, mm-hmm. and it prevents you from having to buy two separate chemicals because yep. people are, you know, you could, you, you would have to spray clethanin for your grasses. Then you have to spray two, four DB for your weeds and, or your uh, broadleaf weeds that, so you don't hurt your clover. So it's built into all one. Let me interject something. What do you got? Don't let these people grow at 12, 16 inches tall before they start to spray, spray, yeah, not, spray yeah. it while it's shorter. You get it. The mm-hmm. earlier you get it, the better kill you're going to have. Yes. So, you know, and, and don't do it right before it rains. No. Yeah. At least 24 hours or something before it rains. I just wanted to interject. No, no. no. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you want to hit them young. Mm-hmm. Uh, easier to kill. Um, so that's going to take care of your, your weeds. Now, after that, you can probably just maintain that through the year with just mowing. I mean, how many times you spray last year? Once? And you just mowed it after that? Yeah. 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 I sprayed, uh, I can't remember. I think mid-June. Right, something like that. I actually, yeah. I actually mowed it first, mm-hmm. then sprayed because it because I didn't get it in time. Mm-hmm. So I mowed it first and let them bounce back. Yeah. And when they started to bounce back, that's when I hit them. That's a good time to do it too because they're actively growing. Yes. So you hit that herbicide on there. Um, it really that was, since they're actively growing, it really sucks it in. Yeah. Um. So that's going to take care of your 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 herbicide treatment now. If people don't want to use IMOX, you're going to have to use clethodin for your grasses, and you're going to have to use 2,4-DB. It's got to be D, otherwise you'll smoke your clover. Um, on those mixtures, I don't know because I don't use them, so you'll have to read the labels on them. Um, IMOX, I know for sure, is 7 to 9 ounces per acre. Okay, so that's going to handle your, your IMOX application for grasses and weeds. So that's going to take care of your maintenance part. Yeah, I, I've um, never, I've never actually used any other chemicals on my clover except for the IMOX or a uh, low dose of glyphosate diluted. Yeah, and it would kill the grass and it would curl your clover a little bit, but the clover bounces back. back. Yeah, I actually last year I smoked clover, like I tried to smoke it, I, a heavy dose of glyphosate and 24D, and mm-hmm. I just said don't use 24D, but I, right. I did it to, because I killed a portion of it because I wanted to plant something else. Mm-hmm. I came back two weeks later and it was just barely wilting. Hmm. Like it, clover is very resilient. Resilient. Um, yeah. You can dis, you can rototill that whole thing and you, you're going to get clover to come back. Right. I mean, it's just, it's once you plant it, it's very hard to get rid of. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is, it, I mean, it's considered invasive. I mean, especially the people with turf and lawn. Yeah. You know, they, they try to kill clover so that they can have mm-hmm. a better grassy lawn. Right. Yep. So, yeah, it is tough to kill. Yeah. So that takes care of that. So why don't why don't you discuss um, already established plot, but you're going to go in when it's uh, in, you know, say early spring. You're going to get that soil sample and talk about adding um, some granular fertilizer on top of your clover. This is going to give it a boost. Yeah. I mean, 
obviously, don't skip your soil sample. Take your recommendations and run with it. Um, you want to you wanna boost that stuff up, juice it up, as we like to say. But, uh, yeah, take the recommendation, roll with it. We like to uh, sometimes give it a little bit of liquid fertilizer now and then. Uh, Domain has one out. Um, we've used some others in the past. And it's all good, but you you want to use that stuff not in the heat of the day, either morning or evening, uh, preferably not when it's wet either. So try to do it in some cooler temperature. Uh, you don't want to use granular fertilizer in the morning, especially, or in the evening when the dew's on. You don't want to do that anytime near wet you know, when your clover's wet at all, because mm -hmm. your, your granular fertilizer will burn the leaves of any foliage that you get it on if it's wet already. Well, so it, so do it when it's dry, do it when it's cool. Yep. That's if, you know, nitrogen, if you're, if you're using mm -hmm. say a starter fertilizer on it, those nitrogen beads stick to the leaf and it acts as like, almost like a magnifying glass. Like it'll burn. Like you ever take a magnifying glass and burn holes and stuff. That's kind of how it, how it does. Yeah. So those are the scenarios that you want to use either dry or liquid. You know, like I said, don't, you can, you can, you don't want to necessarily, like I said, the, the heat factor. I mean, and of course this is hard for people in the South because the sun's blazing all the time, but they make sure it's not dew, make sure it's not frost or something, you know, make sure it's just not going to be wet. And then mm -hmm. use your use your granular fertilizer then, and uh, you should be okay with that. Um, but go by the recommendations. Just don't be going out there hitting it with uh, oh twenty twenty or yeah. I mean, just don't even guess. Just yeah, get the soil sample. It's cheap. I just mm -hmm. I just bought my four, so I'm thinking tomorrow it's supposed to be in the fifties. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably going to be going digging some holes and taking yeah. my samples tomorrow. Yeah, it's a good time to do it. Yeah. Yep. So Fortunately, I can't that. do any soil samples right now because I'm in the process of getting a new farm. So, yeah. But I will shortly. Come do mine. Um, come do yeah, mine. Yeah, I'll come do yours. Um, <laughs> I I just like to add to that what you what you said. Um, that granular fertilizer. Um, I like to add that right as the clover is coming out of dormancy. Mm. Um, once it's coming out of dormancy in the in the spring, when it, you see it actively growing. Hit it with the fertilizer when it's dry. And then what I like to do is I'll wait like a month. And then if there's some weeds or whatever, I'll I'll control them, mow it, you know, or whatever. And then like a week later, I like to hit it with liquid fertilizer. Now, like you said, we've we've used others in the past. Um, and but now we're using liquid courage from domain. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what we're using. I used it last year. Um, I sprayed all my brows, the plots, um, and I think we talked about this a little bit a few months back um, because I was trying to get uh, tissue samples because mm. I wanted to test test it before and after of spraying, and I screwed up um, with the sample. They sat, I think they sat in the bag too long, and by the time they got to the company, they were like brittle uh, I, I don't know um 
but we're going to, I'm going to do that again this year. So I will, I'm going to try it again this year. And it, everybody's like, Oh, it doesn't really, I'm like, you know, the companies, I had one guy say that all the companies paying you to do that. No. Like, See, I, I was just gonna, I was just gonna make a comment about yeah. that. Like, I, I was spending my own money. Like we're saying, oh, you know, we're gonna be using domain. They're thinking we're pushing domain on. Go to Tractor Supplying. They have liquid fertilizer. Meh. And try that out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not pushing any exact brand. There's a, there's a brand out there called Jacks. You can buy Jacks in a 25 pound bag, and you can dilute it in water, mm-hmm. or, or use it as just granular. You can do either. You know, I mean, there's, there's some. There is some pretty cool stuff out there. You just have to take advantage of it and research it a little bit. Yeah. You know, but uh, obviously, yes, we're dealing with domain. So we're going to use domains products. So that's, that's why Dave's yeah. talking about it. But Yeah. But like last yeah. year when I took soil samples, dude, I, I spent almost $200 mm-hmm. of my own money. Right. Um, Trying to get samples because. I wanted it has to be your own money because they're not paying us. I know, but <laughs> I'm saying like, I don't have to do that. I just want to do it for my own knowledge and right. I wanted to share it, but I screwed up. So now if I'm Mike like, and Timmy want to pay us, that would be cool. Thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Send us a check. <laughs> right. But um, I, I, I'm getting the bags again this year mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think of the name of the company. I, I can't remember the name of the company I use, but um something that uh I, I can't remember but i'm doing it i'm doing it again anyway this year i'm gonna be testing clover browse before and after like that's i'm doing it all over again so mm-hmm. that's what we're using and that's what i'm gonna be testing again this year so liquid fertilizer uh whatever whatever you use it all pretty much it all works the same so liquid fertilizer is instant it's instantly absorbed it's I mean, instant, basically, you know. yeah, it's instant juice. Like when you spray something, you're spraying it directly onto the leaf and that mm-hmm. plant absorbs it. Um, it's different when you're using granular fertilizer because granular, you're depending on the soil. The moisture to break it down. Well, that, but you're depending on that soil, all those chemical reactions in that soil that needs to take place for the roots to uptake those nutrients you're like you're relying on that you're relying on moisture content you're relying on ph you're relying on cec like well, not, fertilizer. Only that, but not only that but it has to it's on top of the soil and yeah. the roots are below so right. it has to get down into the root zone right. and then come back up and come back up whereas yep. liquid and this is a great point that i'm trying to make here guys like we said, it's instantaneous. It gets sucked in by the leaves and goes down and comes back up. I mean, but it's it's instantly used at at the top level. Yeah, it's instant. It's an instant yeah. boost of of nutrients to the plant. Yeah. Um. And that's why we take advantage of the liquid. I was trying to think. Of, I was going to use a scenario. Um. And then you messed me up. Always. Uh. Granular fertilizer. I can't remember. But um, yeah, so the liquid is, is instant. Uh, just be careful with it. I mean, you don't want to, it's not something you want to do like every week, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but well, it isn't. You also don't want to dose it like a garden hose. Yeah. You just want to mm. mist it on, you know, and right. cover, just coverage. Don't spray it on wet like a garden hose. Right. Because you just waste so, it. Waste the product. Yeah. 
Right, exactly. If it if the plants are dripping, it's too much. Yeah, and then then so. too, if it, if it would happen to dry on there, the next time it gets moisture by dew or rain, it's just going to suck it in. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, that's how liquid fertilizer uh, works. Now, Domain's liquid curds does have micronutrients in it um, a little bit. So, yeah, it's just a boost. Um, and the reason that now the question is, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do a soil sample? Why do you want to add granular fertilizer? And why would you want to use liquid uh, fertilizer? And why? Why? The reason... I was going to say, clover will grow low pH, low fertilization. It will. You Mm -hmm. can plant clover out there and you're going to get something. And you might be happy with that. But why? Why be happy with the bottom of the barrel type of plot? Why not get to the optimum level that's going to be most preferred by the on-passing deer? And, you know... If, if your stuff isn't optimum, they're going to go elsewhere. Mm. You want the best stuff in your plot. Yeah. Well, um, nothing, nothing beats the foundation of a, of a, of a plant, which is your soil. Nothing beats that. Like you're not going to, it's not like you could have, say you got a 4.7 pH and you're trying to grow 30% protein out of clover. Yeah, and you're not going to get to 30%. You you just can't go and spray it with a liquid fertilizer, and all of a sudden it's going to be 30% protein. Right. Is, is it going to help? Yeah, it's going to give it a little boost, but you need to start with the foundation of that, and that is proper soil health, pH, organic matter, fertility levels. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to say earlier when you were talking about granular fertilizer, how it has to go down and uptake. Now, if we were talking a new planting, we would broadcast that granular fertilizer and then disc it in because when yeah, you disc that in, then it's at the roots level. You, yeah. You want, you want, you want the fertilizer and the seed at the same level. Yeah. When you're planting. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Now you mentioned the 30% protein level. You're not, no one's going to attain 30% if they're not dealing with optimal soil. So yeah. just reiterate what you're saying, you know, if you're if you're not going to do your soil test and you're just going to guess and you're going to go out there and plant clover and you might get a good catch of clover and the bag said this is up to 30 percent protein and you're telling all your buddies i planted this clover it's 30 percent it's not going to be 30 percent protein because it's not magic mm-hmm. you have to have the optimal range of all your np and k and your micros and your ph has to be up well yeah i mean be optimal to get to 30 percent. i'm not a uh researcher or nothing like yeah i just know that like n- like none of us know all the chemical reactions and micronutrients and organisms and there's cofactors in soil that we don't know about but all that stuff has to work together like if you're low like if you're low on one thing it throws other things off so everything's kind of got to be in like a in balance yep. to all work together. So it, it's scientific stuff, but you don't need to really be scientific about it. Like you just need to do a, a basic soil sample, fix the pH, add your fertilizer, and just 
be good, be happy with it. And you know, you, you don't, don't have... understand that. You can yeah. ask someone that does know, or yeah. you can call your local co-op or something. Right. Yeah. You know, like I, I get my tests through Penn State, mm-hmm. and I've actually called guys at Penn State before and said, "Hey, what's what's this about? This number look really out of whack here, you know." And they explain it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, make you understand it. Right. So they they have they send you a number right with it. So like they actually will pick up the phone and explain things to you. Yeah. Right. You know, don't um, be afraid to ask. Yeah, there is uh there is another option when you do a soul sample is uh you can ask for a micronutrient panel mm-hmm. and they'll add that to your soul. It's a little bit it might cost you like 10 more bucks or something, but I used to do that at the old farm. Um, I would get them through, I think it was waypoint. Um, mm-hmm. and I would add, check off, you know, micronutrients mm-hmm. and they would send me a, my results back and it would show you your, your copper, your zinc, molybdenum, molybdenum, oh um, iron, like all your micronutrients, it would show you all of that. And out of every soil sample that I have ever gathered, the micronutrients are always the lowest. Mm. There's very little micronutrients in soil these days. Um, so that's always your your limiting factor. Especially sulfur. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm big on foiler feeding micronutrients because you can add them directly back to the plant. Now, you can increase them You know, with different – in the soil, you can increase your micronutrients by – uh decomposing uh green manure um and things like that so i mean we kind of got off topic with clover but um just realize that you know in order for you in order for that clover to give the most that it possibly can you have to correct the soil you have to give it you it can't give something that's not there so if you're asking to for that clover to give you 25 30% protein it can't do that if nothing's there and a good example is that i have a video on my channel it's called buckwheat i think buckwheat is your bank account or your bank account i can't remember but your soil is your bank account you're building the soil up so you're you're throwing stuff into the soil to build it up and if that bank account is empty you can't get nothing out of it and what we're talking about is your clover so that clover can't pull anything out of the bank account if it's not there. So hopefully that analogy makes sense. But um, that's that's how you have to look at all plants, all not just clover. But we're talking about clover because guys are frost eating and all that. So you have to look at it. Anything that you plant now, all of it costs money. You know, fertilizer is very expensive. Lime is not cheap. But I mean, food plot food plotting in general is an expensive habit. Um, yeah, can be. It can be, depending on how much you're planning, uh, especially if you're just getting started. You know, you got the initial costs and stuff, but it's fun. It's part of a habitat management program. Um, so it does cost money, but the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. That's my spiel. That's his spiel, and he's sticking to it. So, so last year, it seemed like every week we had a podcast I was mowing. I know. Mine was, it was so thick and headed out. Mm-hmm. Flowers, I mean, flower heads. 
butted out, whatever you want to call it. I was mowing. It seemed like every week, but it wasn't. It was every like, time I messaged Chris, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? He's I like, mowing. I'm, I'm mowing clover. Mowing I'm clover. like, you just did that four days ago. <laughs> it was, it was, it just was a beautiful, beautiful catch of clover. And it was headed out all the time. And I, I like, I like to take advantage of that mowing. Yes, you take off some tonnage, you know, but that goes back into your seed bank. Like we were saying, you know, that that's acts as manure and it goes down and, and deteriorates and feeds. But two, you're spreading that seed from the flowering. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I strategically, there was a couple bald spots that I had here and there. And by, by mowing and blowing that seed into a certain direction, I actually patched that all up and filled yeah. it in you know that's mother nature's way of reseeding yeah reseeding so itself it was now we probably should say we should probably say too that if it's in a drought you shouldn't mow yeah don't want to mow in the drought yeah. and you don't want to mow any later than like right september right first week or second week because you want all that tonnage for the deer you know and yeah. it won't right. recuperate enough right to feed them and then you definitely don't want to do anything and into october yeah and start going dormant the other way right peak summer you know it's 90 80 90 degrees you know yeah. you got no rain don't mow just no. you'll don't mow just wait it out let it let it do its thing and when you start getting some rain or something then you can mow but um yeah. if you're getting rain then by all means mow it so so, so what are you going to tell somebody that says uh i just mowed should i spray spray fertilizer Spraying fertilizer if you just mow, then I would wait a few days um, until the plants become actively growing mm-hmm. because that that's when it's going to suck it in the most. Same same with uh, herbicide stuff. Too. Yeah, same thing. Same, any kind of liquid. Let, let, it, let it bounce back and then start hitting it then. Yeah. Well, really granular too because if you broadcast granular, you know, a few days after mowing, the plants are actively growing, so they're going to they're going to uptake the um the nutrients so it's same same way either way so that's our spiel what do you think we beat that horse yep hopefully we yeah hopefully answered everybody's questions about that that's how to maintain it get it going boost it up all that good stuff so um any questions drop us a uh comment let us know and uh we'll continue on to podcast 60 next week that's a lot 60 podcasts 60 weeks in a row crazy yeah so all right guys yep on to the next one see you at 60